All right, let's go. He said, I got that dog in me, man. Still got it. He said, 20 years later, I still got that dog in me. Don't come, don't come for me. <laughs> All right, so good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mindset Call. Uh, we do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, 4 a.m. Pacific Time, and the day is Wednesday. And on this particular day, we talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, we talk about life, we talk about books, we talk about affirmations, we talk about success, we talk about failure, and today we're still talking about E.N. Gray. And, um, man, hopefully you're getting something from this. I am, even though, you know, I've been listening to E.N. Gray speech for the longest, reading E.N. Gray's speech for the longest, but every time I do it, every time we talk about it, I get more information from it. Now, we have this call loaded on the podcast platform, so if you're out there on Apple, iTunes, Breaker, uh, Spotify, 16 different ones, and you hear this, this is not a podcast. It's a conference call that we do again Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but we load it on the podcast platform, so easy access to get to it and the reason we have easy access to get to it or the reason why we chose the podcast platform is that you can go back and listen to it over and over and over because we know that success comes from repetition we know that learning comes from repetition we know we know that programming has come from repetition the things that we heard over and over and over and over as a kid created our paradigm and our paradigm now needs to shift. Our paradigm now needs to be looked at again and we need to hear about some we need to think about some of the things that are buried deep down inside of us that are holding us back from having financial success. Because, you know, most of us grew up in a a poor or a middle class neighborhood and the things that we heard during that time have been programmed deep inside of us. That's because of the the time period that we heard it, you know, which is the time where we're most programmable. You know, when the recording really stays in us, which is from the womb to age seven, that's when we got a clean slate and everything we hear, we believe. And a lot of that stuff is still buried deep down inside of us. We moved on in life and got a college degree, went to the military, uh, when it got a good job from FedEx or UPS or whatever. And we think that, uh, you know, it's all good. And it is, you know, on the surface. But those are the things that are still buried inside of us that holds us back from being bigger than who we are. You know, that holds us back from advancing and going for things that... See, it's a lot of us on jobs that are doing uh, on the job what they can do for themselves. I mean, what you're doing on the job for the corporation, and I'm not telling anybody to leave their job. I'm not telling you. I'm just saying some people want to do that. Some people want to be bigger and better but there's some things holding you back, and you don't even realize what it is, and it's the thing that was recorded on your first seven years of life, and they're still there. You know, like, rich people are evil. Now, if rich people are evil, and you that was recorded early in your, in your life, and you believe that, which some of y'all might say, well, I don't know if I believe that, I, I promise you it's still there. Until you pull it up and erase it and add something to it, uh, it's holding you back. I promise you it's there. Because if we grew up in those neighborhoods, that's what we heard. We didn't hear anything else on a regular basis. So that's what we're talking about. Because, well, Tony, what does it have to do with my business? Well, it has to do with your business, your life, and anything. Your growth mindset, what you need, uh, 
will advance you during the down times, during the good times. Your growth mindset will keep you going when you're discouraged, depressed, or anything like that, because those are the things that, that are inside of you that fight. If you talk to anybody that's winning in life, I can promise you it's two things, and it might be both. They either got a burning desire that I got to have this, or they have a growth mindset that says I can learn, and if, the more I learn, the more I learn, the more I go in and erase some things and add some things, the more I will advance. That's a growth mindset. A fixed mindset says wherever I am, that's who I, that's who I am. Wherever I start, that's what that's where I'm. A, you know, I'm just gonna finish that way. You know, like you hear people say, "Well, uh, you, you know, you're just like your dad. You want nothing, you ain't gonna be nothing. And you know, you just like people in the neighborhood. They ain't nothing, you ain't gonna be nothing. That's a fixed mindset. A growth mindset says I can learn and change. And that's what we're working on here. That's what we're doing every morning because I know for a fact that in the long haul, that's what drives the bus. That's what will help you win. You know, the how-tos, which we I'm telling you, you shouldn't get. But we shouldn't focus on that every day. We shouldn't, we should focus on mindset every day, a growth mindset to make you tough, to make your skin thick, so that you can fight through all the challenges. So, we're on those, we're on the podcast platform. If you have any, uh, technical challenges to where you can't, you know, your technical skills are not there like mine, and you can't go to the podcast platforms and grab it, Please send me a text at 678-644-4541, and uh, I will send you the link to your phone, and you'll have it there forever, forever, ever. And you can go down the list of all the 200 and, 202 calls we have so far of the Mindset in the Book Club calls on there. And you can go back and share them. You can listen to them. And I'll tell you, repetition, again, is key. That's how you win. Now, on the replay here, on this call, we got a replay number that picks up right after we end the call. Right after we end the call, you can just dial 712-432-1085 and put that same PIN code in that you dialed in with this morning, and you can listen to the replay between now and Friday. You can listen to it all day today, all day tomorrow, and on Friday. Because I promise you, by the end of the call, even if you're taking notes and you close your notebook, you won't remember 90% of what was said here because experts already said we don't, we don't retain that. The only way we're going to retain is through repetition. That's the only way that we will retain through repetition. So Ian Gray, we're getting ready to wrap him up today, I think. If not, we'll finish him on Friday, but I think we're going to wrap him up today. So let's go. about anything we just got a closed mouth and it's going to be hard for you to get fed without you telling people about what you're doing man 
can't be a secret agent. So, all right, Ian Gray, let's wrap it up. Let's hopefully we can wrap it up. Um, so I'm gonna pick up where he talks about in this speech. This is a speech that he said to insurance agents in the 1940s um, at a convention. All right, so he says, now, let's see why habit belongs so importantly in this common denominator success. <clears throat> and the common denominator success is the people who do what folks won't, don't want to do are the ones that win in life. You know, uh, I got on my wall right now, says, and it says, in order to become a one percenter, you must do what the other 99% won't do what the other 99% hate doing. Not only that, you might hate doing it. It's not like you're gonna enjoy, you might enjoy doing it. You might hate doing it. But the key is doing it anyway. You know, doing it anyway. That's the whole, the person who have that mindset, see, the, 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 the non-successful person, the loser, the failure, their whole goal is to have a great and simple process their whole goal is that the the product that i need to take that's going to help me change my health it's got to taste good it's got to be now we got a great tasting product but i'm just saying what if it didn't but what if it worked what if it worked and it didn't taste good the 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 the, uh the failure the non-successful person the person that won't win Oh, it just tastes too bad. Can I just dump a bunch of sugar in it to make it taste? That's what. That's how they think. The person that wants to win in life and says, "Okay, you tell me, I can drink this for the next three, four months, and my life, my body's gonna change." I know it tastes bad, I, man. My partner, um, I told you, my partner who passed, <clears throat> Mike, who worked out with me at the gym, <clears throat> he always told me about some nasty stuff to get. I mean, I, <laughs> and if I said it to him that way, he'd be like. Man, see, that's the wrong way to look at it. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, you got to look at what it's going to do for you. i like, Mike, it's nasty, though. He said, but look at what it's going to do for you. So I order it, and and he would always ask him, did you get this certain kind? I said, yeah. He said, okay, did you take it this morning? I said, yeah, Mike. He looked at me like, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. So then he would call me. I mean, literally call me and say, all right. Uh, take a picture of the, of the box that you bought and let me see how much you. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, I could have pulled something out and just hit it. No, no, let me see. I mean, literally, I mean, that was my guy, man. I tell you, he he was dead serious on, you know, taking things that were good uh, for your health and no matter how it tastes, because it was awful, but I took it. And I kept taking. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go get some more. Whatever, I forgot what he suggested. I'm asking my guy at the gym because it was in addition to some of the other things that we take. Uh, but it was awful, awful. But so what? I'm just doing it for that little period of time. When I take it, you know, I can come behind it with some water or some whatever. But you know, I know that it's good for you. I know it's good for your body. Some kind of a uh, beat. Was it beat? Uh, forgot what it was, but but I'm saying successful people don't concern themselves with that, and you got to get over that. You got to get over it. Same thing when it comes to the process of doing business. You know, if we tell you that these are the things you need to do every single day, and that's get rejected. I mean, you got to talk to some people that so folks are gonna be, get rejected. See, at a point you're gonna get numb to it. 
and but if you don't do it over and over, you, at a point you're gonna say, "Let me go and get this out of the way. Let me go." I already know. Matter of fact, you're gonna be on the phone with people. I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you how how numb you are to it. Because when I got to that point, it was amazing how I'm listening to people and I want to jump in, but I'm being I'm being uh, professional. But I want to jump in and say, "Hey, man, I got you. You ain't got to explain all this, and you ain't got to say all this. I got to go." And let me go to the next person. But before, before, I, before I had done enough of these calls of rejection, it would bother me. And, I, and a lot of times I would be on there like wanting to beg him or beg her to do it. But my, now my mind is, uh, hurry up, let me get off this phone, man. See, I don't want to sound rude to, because I've had somebody say, dog, he ain't want to, he, you know, but I, I've learned now, and that comes from repetition. Keep it moving. Hey, tell me yes, tell me no. Just hurry up. I got to go. But see, you can't get to that point unless you go through repetition for a long time over and over and over. And I'm telling you, that's a good feeling when you get to that point now because all you're knowing is that you're digging and scratching for somebody else that's out here that's looking. There's somebody out here that's looking for some things, and you've got to just understand that. You don't have to, you know, be rude or anything like that, but in your mind you're thinking, you know, see, I know before I would think as they explaining to me why they can't do it or why it ain't going to happen, now in my mind I'm thinking. And now uh, let me say this too. Let me say this too. We have to get better at handling objections too. So I'm not saying I'm not going to handle any objections. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm saying once I know I've handled all the objections and they're still not moving, now i got to go. I'm not, I'm not, because even Ian Gray talks about that. One of the challenges that people have, if we're going to win in life, we got to be able to deal with objections and handle them. Because if we're, if we're looking for people who are just looking, we're going to go through a hell of a lot of numbers. But if we're looking for people who may not be looking at that point, but some of their objections can be answered to open them up to listen, then we'll go through less numbers. But that's not begging and that's not pleading. That's like just making sense with the questions that they ask and you coming back with some with some answers that, you know, you know, the feel fell found. I know how you feel, man. Which you do, that's not a lie. And I felt that way, which probably you have, but what I found out was this, this, this. So some of those things that you say can help change their mindset. Now I don't know if it's their mind on, on it. I don't know if it's it's if you're going to get high numbers on that. But I'm just saying we have to be able to answer objections, give them better answers. Now at a certain point we got to move on. But I'm not saying that you're calling people and as soon as they say no, you saying okay, let me go because you're going to go through hell of a numbers to do that. Now you still going to go through a lot of numbers, but. When you handling objections, you got to throw it out to them. So what you're saying is this. Let me make sure I got this right, Bob. You're saying because of this, 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 that's why you're not interested or whatever. Hmm, okay. Well, let me say this, Bob. You know, I, I felt that way. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm, you know, just like I was just like you, man. Really, I was. And here's the truth about that. Most people probably was like whatever the objections you get, if you really think about it. I don't think everybody just jumped right in to anything. You know what I'm saying? We all dealt with rejection. We all, no, we all were 
kind of skeptical in the beginning. We all had questions. We all had so. But what I found out was this, this, this. Now, after you do that, and they still him in the horn, now, now I got to go because I got to find the next person. So I'm not saying just run off the phone or just leave people alone when you're texting them or inboxing them. Because if that's the case, we got to go through a whole lot of numbers to find people that's just, just going to say, all right, I'm ready. You know, I'm all right, I'm ready. But guess what it takes to go through that process? It takes a growth mindset. It takes a mindset that says, I'm developing myself, I'm getting better with my skills, and now eventually I'm going to win. A growth mindset has you thinking that. A fixed mindset says, there's nothing I can do. And that's where a lot of people are. Nothing I can do, you know, because it's just how it is, the people I know and all that kind of stuff. Nah. So Ian Gray says, now, let's see why habits belong so importantly in this common denominator of success. He says, Peacher, people, I'm sorry, I said Peacher. So I was thinking about creatures, because he's about to say creatures, and I said people, so I said Peachers. <laughs> People are creatures of habit, just as machines are creatures of momentum. For habit is nothing more or less than momentum translated from the concrete to the abstract. Can you picture the problem that would face our mechanical engineers if there were no such things as momentum? You know, speed would be impossible because the high speed at, at which any vehicle can, could be moved would be the first speed at which it could be broken away from a standstill. Elevators could not be made to rise. Airplanes could not be made to fly. And the entire world of mechanics would find itself in a total state of helplessness. Then who are you? And I think that we can do with our own human nature what the finest engineers in the world could do with the finest machinery that was ever built. Because you got to understand, our brain is machinery. Our life is a everything. Our body is machinery. So every single qualification for success is acquired through habit. People form habits, and habits form futures. If you do not deliberately form good habits, then unconsciously you will form bad ones. I pause for you to get that. If you do not deliberately form good habits, then unconsciously you will form bad ones. You are the kind of person you are because you have formed the habit of being that person, and the only way you can change it is through habit. Now, you are the person you are because you have formed the habit of being that kind of person. Now, forming the habit of being that kind of person is kind of like what I said, we on automatic. We on automatic based on the things that we were taught at a, at a young age, and we really don't believe that. Some of us who've been on automatic for 30, 40, 50, we don't believe we're on automatic. We don't believe that we've been doing for years and years and years what we were programmed at an early age. We don't believe, because I've sat down with people, I'm telling you, looked them face-to-face -face, that were sharp individuals, well, sharp to what the world would say, you know, mean educated, got the degrees and all that. And I looked, look at them and I talked with them, and you can feel, you know, that vibration coming across the table, or you can feel that vibration on the phone. You can feel that vibration of this inferiority complex. Now, they might not show it because they might look good and, had the right dress on and got the right car and have the right suit on. But you can feel that inferiority complex there because that same person 
could have moved in life and done something bigger than what they what they are doing, which they might deny, but they wanted to do things bigger, but didn't move on it and don't even realize why. And it's the things that were programmed. Oh, I just said a lot right there. I didn't read that. <laughs> well, I read books over years and years and years that had me say that. But it's the things that were programmed at an early age that's still there. So I'm looking at this person, I'm saying, boy, you don't even realize what you can bring to the table. It's a number of people I've met over the years that just, from my experience, and I know who they are, and I'm like, man, you can do this. But here they come with, well, you know, uh, you know, I'm so busy, uh, you know, think, you know, I, you know, is it one of those, you know, schemes? Uh, is one? I'm like, wow. You don't even know if you stretched, you know. And I'm not even talking about our business. I'm saying they might want to do something in their business and just stretch, but you can hear it in their voice and see it in their eyes. And they don't even know it's the stuff that's buried down deep inside of them that's been recorded at an early age from the womb to age seven. They hadn't really read any books on that. You know, these are so-called leaders in, in um, corporate America. I, I'm confused how you could be a leader in corporate America where you got a title and you have, you know, employees that report to you. And some of y'all have never read even as a man thinketh. Have re- never read any books that direct them to the inside to deal with themselves. That's why those same people that might step out, just might step out for a minute and and do something outside the box like a business like ours, and within six months they quit because mentally they can't deal with it. Because on the job they, they didn't realize that those people are, paid employees that report to them. It's a different ball game to come over here in this type of business and deal with people who are not paid employees, who deal with people who really don't care about you, who deal with people that only concern with themselves. They're not see, if I'm a manager at FedEx and I got fifty people reporting to me, those people honestly are reporting to me because they make a good salary on the job. And they don't want to lose that. Here, if people like the people get on this call, like I said, there should be more people on this call. And I guess I gotta get I gotta get a whole lot better. Even though I've been doing this twenty some years to get people to realize that, you know, it, it should be more. And guess what? You should be better at getting more on here also. It ain't just me. Cause I ain't, I'm like Nino Brown. <laughs> Hey, it ain't just me now. I ain't just, it's, hey, some of y'all look, some of y'all pretty light skinned folk out there. Y'all should be doing it too. Everybody should get better at letting people know why they need to be on this call and why they need to hear these things and why we all got to get better at that. Because people don't know and they don't realize what's going on inside of them. But I'll take the responsibility of not getting you all better so that you can, you know, and that's, that shows you years of experience, and I still can't, I'm still not there where, you know, and, and I know why, because nobody wants to hear on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday that the issue is you. Who wants to hear that? There's people right now that, that's not on this call that should be, because they don't want to hear that. They know what Tony's going to say. They know that they want to hear, um, they want to hear, 
uh, let me listen over here so cause somebody can tell me what they're doing, you know, a, a certain step that they're doing, so then I can go do that. That ain't the answer. The answer is the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror looking at themselves and how you got to keep digging. Who wants to hear that? I know it. I know it. But we got to get better at letting people know that that's the answer. Well, I got to get better at, at, at talking to you all so you all can get better again because this stuff is free, man. It's not. But, again, most people got a stamp on their forehead that say, make me feel good, <sighs> tell me a lie, give me an easy answer, show me one step that this person do because, you know, this person over here blowing up. So it's something that they're doing. It's how they pass out their samples. It's how they uh, they say a certain word. It's how That's what you want to hear. But that ain't the answer. The answer is that person has built something on the inside of them that gives them more charisma, that gives them a belief in themselves, which now you follow them because of that belief, and those are the things that I'm trying to instill on this end. But nobody wants to, you know, it's, it's hard to deal with your flesh, man. It's hard to deal with that is in your face. It's hard to deal with that. It's hard. And who wants to do that? Nobody wants to get up every morning. You know, like, again, again I remember, <laughs> I keep using Lisa, but when she started 10 years ago, I mean, she called me. Nobody wants to get up because that's when we were doing the call, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You got to understand, we were doing that for years. I mean, up to probably, you know, 14 years maybe, every single day. Only day off was Sunday. And the only reason I changed it is because, you know, uh, a number of reasons. But she said, nobody want to hear that every morning. You got to be, you know, I know. It's like nobody wants to eat vegetables all day. I mean, people want cake, man. They want ice cream. They want, and, you know, I try to give some of that cake and ice cream to you. That's why I'm always laughing and and having, having fun a lot of times, and, you know, y'all got to laugh at my jokes, too, you know. I got some good jokes, man. Some of y'all don't want to laugh at them. Because <laughs> what makes them funny is, that, is the truth. But she came around about four or five months later, once her group started to grow, and she realized what people were not doing and how they weren't doing it, and then that's when she came hard at me. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mr. Fleming. You ain't going hard enough on them people. You got to go hard on them. Because I'm sitting there looking at my report. Ain't none of them doing nothing. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought you said I was going too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said that when I had two people. <laughs> I said that when I had 50 people. I said that when I had 100. Now I got 500. Now I got 1,000. And I'm looking down my report. And out of a thousand, I might have, I might have ten people dedicated out of a thousand. Y'all don't hear me though. <laughs> I was always say, if you got a thousand people, you might have two leaders and eight to ten people dedicated. I know some of y'all thinking, Lord, have mercy. 
I got I got thirty people, and you telling me out of a thousand still one? I'm, well, I'm just you know, I'm just telling you the truth as a, as experience. You know, what I'm saying that's I'm just telling you that. That's, I'm just hey, and I'm just that's in life. But here's the challenge that we have because in corporate America, when we get that title of leader. You know, you're a manager, you're a supervisor, and you got 20 people that's reporting to you and 30 people reporting to you. And some of those people, I mean, think about it. Some of y'all are now listening to your supervisor and you're listening to your managers and you say it to yourself, Lord, have mercy. These are the people that's leading. And, and, and you can go to them right now and say, hey, uh, Mr. Manager, what's the last good book you read? Because I want to read up on, shoot, I ain't read nothing. And then here come the biggest, here come the biggest lie. I mean, the big, yeah, it's the biggest lie. Biggest, well, I don't read nothing but the Bible. That's all I need, the Bible. Really? I need the Bible, too. And I read the Bible. But I need more than that. You know, that's like a surgeon saying, you go to your surgeon, and you before you get surgery, and you look in their office, and they got a bookshelf. And the only thing on that big bookshelf is the Bible. And then that surge, that doctor's about to cut on you tomorrow. You say, "Wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> hold on, doc. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't no books on surgery. You ain't you ain't been in no surgery. Oh no, I just I just read Proverbs. Is in Proverbs tell me how to cut on you? <laughs> oh really? <laughs> See, all I read the Bible, and the people who say that not even reading the Bible. Because if you read the Bible and you read Proverbs in the Bible, it'll tell you you need to read other things. It'll tell you that. So I understand why it's so few that will do this because, it's, you know, most, most calls you listen to, they're, telling, they're not even pointing at you. They're telling you, see, if you say this, then you're going to get this. Now, here's the challenge with that. They're telling you the truth. Because if you did say this, you would get that. But what they're not saying is, you got to say this a million times, or two million times, or three million times to get that. Now, now what they're not saying is, how, are you get, how can you get tough enough mentally to do that? That's what we're talking about here. Because me knowing what to say doesn't mean I'm going to do it enough. You know, me knowing what to say doesn't mean that I'm going to be consistent and diligent enough to deal with no's and rejection. Because, see, me knowing what to say I guess people think me knowing what to say or me knowing how to do it or me knowing how to pass out samples, and me how to, that that means that you don't hit no rejection or that everybody's just going to do it because you, that's not the key. I mean, that's not the truth. Even though you know what to say and do, you still don't get rejection. You're going to still get people saying no to that. You still don't, And now what, how do you deal with that? If you don't have a growth mindset to deal with that, you're going to wind up quitting. Because it ain't, it ain't what you say, it's how many times you say it. 
even when people are laughing, even when people say no, it's how many times you say it. What's going to make you say it a million times? It ain't. <laughs> What's going to make you say it a million times? You know what people say? Just go do it. Well, if it was just that easy to go do it, then everybody would do it. And the reason everybody's not doing it is because their mindset. They have a fixed mindset, not a growth mindset. A fixed mindset says, that's just who I am. A growth mindset says, doggone it. I'm going to get better at this. Doggone it. Every time I see it, I don't care how many times I see it, I will get better. Doggone it. Every time I'm going to get better. I told you before, I remember when I was uh, going to this church, this big mega church in Atlanta that I was going to for about 12 years. I was there every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I had to drive across town. I mean, way across town to get there. It was about shoot, 35 miles one, one way. So I was driving 70 miles uh, Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday for about 12 years. And I remember I would come to that on Sunday sometimes, me and my wife, and we would walk in there on Sundays. And because this guy was not there, and I guess he didn't want nobody else controlling the money. <laughs> he wanted nobody else control. He had his wife, and she would do the message. And she was awful. I'm not telling you bad. She was awful. We would literally turn around. And now think about this. First of all, you had to drive 35 miles across town. And then the parking was uh, three blocks down the street. So we had to park three blocks down the street and walk to the dome. And then once we walked to the dome, we would walk in. And when we walked in and we heard her voice, <laughs> oh, let me turn around and go back. <laughs> I'm not about to sit here to hear that. But guess what? She kept doing it and 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 kept doing it. Two, three years later, you didn't mind hearing Matter of fact, you wanted to hear it. Now, I'm not going to say her mindset kept her going. I think her husband kept her going because he stayed on top of her every day. But who's... We don't have anybody to stay on top of you every day. Nobody's in your house telling you every day to do something. Because, trust me, if you're going to work your butt off every single day and you're going to make the calls that you need to, and you're going to deal with rejection you need to deal with, you don't need the mindset. Trust me, you don't need that. And yet there's a small few people that they don't have the mindset. They just got a burning desire on the inside of them. They ain't picked up no books. They ain't done that. And you see those people, and you want to copy those folks. You don't have that. You don't have that. It's not in you like that. They got it in them. It's a burning desire that's going to make them do what they got to do regardless. Those are a small, small few. And you try to copy them, you can't copy them because you don't have that in you. So, yeah, it's some people that can do this without the books and without the changing their life mentally and their mindset. Yeah. But if you're trying to copy that... And you're not built that way, which most people are not, you're going to quit. You're going to quit. But by, she kept doing it over and over and over and over and over and over. So now, you know, 
people can listen to because she just, and the same thing with a growth mindset. See, a growth mindset knows that if you keep doing it, keep, you've got to get better. If you keep getting in the boxing ring and fighting the tough people and they keep knocking you out, eventually you're going to learn how not to get knocked out. You're going to learn how to stay in that ring. You're going to learn how to. So if you keep making the phone calls, getting rejected over and over and over, even though you got the right script, because see what you do is you get a script and you use that and it don't work, you know, after about 10 or 12 tries, now you run to somebody else. And, I wonder what they're doing. Let me hear what they're doing. Oh, see, they're doing this. See, you ain't doing this, Tony. And then you start that for about 10, 12, 15 times, and it ain't working for you. You say, ah, oh, let me find somebody else. What they doing? See, what they doing is this. It, it ain't what they doing. It's how many times you do it. It's how many times you say it over and over and deal with the rejection. It's how many times. It's how many times. How many times do you do it? Over and over and over. That's mindset, folks. That's mindset. All right. So, look, we're going to wrap it up today. (laughs) I'm telling you, you got to keep going. You got to keep listening. You got to keep fighting. You got to keep making it happen. Now, tell me who this is. <laughs> tell me who voice this is. So that means we're going to finish Ian Gray on Friday. Tell me who voice this is. <sighs> tell me who voice this is. Y'all ready? Six seven eight six four 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 five four one. Cam, I try to talk to him on a regular basis, about once every month or or so. And and uh, the things that I tell him are, are the same things that I would tell my 27, my 29-year-old sons. Uh, I talk to him like a dad. I don't sugarcoat anything. And some of the things that I say to him, I say to my kids that I can't repeat on air. So 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 I am a fan, but I am more so... Uh, a father figure to him because I know with him being in the position that he's in, and we have all been in that position to where we have a bunch of yes people just around us, and they aren't willing to tell you what you need to hear. And I'm going to always tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. I try to talk to him on a regular basis, about once every month or or so. And and uh, the things that I tell him are, are the same things that I would tell my 27, my 29-year-old sons. Uh, I talk to him like a dad. 
I don't sugarcoat anything. And some of the things that I say to him, I say to my kids that I can't repeat on air. So, so, so I am a fan, but I am more so uh, a father figure to him because I know with him being in the position that he's in, and we have all been in that position to where we have a bunch of yes people just around us, and they aren't willing to tell you what you need to hear. And I'm going to always tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. So. All right. <laughs> Sterling Sharp, uh, LeVar Ball, Wayne Johnson. Mm-mm. I guess I got to start making this thing a lot. <laughs> it give you all some easy stuff because to me, that was easy, because when I heard the voice, there we go, Randy. All right, Randy. There we go. My man Randy got it. Good. So at least I was going to say that it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but, I mean, it was easy to me because I heard that, you know, because the way he stutters kind of, in, you know, stumbles on his words. Listen to it again. You should know. Randy already got the answer, but listen to it kind of. Cam. I try to talk to him on a regular basis, about once every month or or so. And and uh, the things that I tell him are, are the same things that I would tell my 27, my 29-year-old sons. Uh, I talk to him like a dad. I don't sugarcoat anything. And some of the things that I say to him, I say to my kids that I can't repeat on air. So 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 I am a fan, but I am more so... Uh, a father figure to him because I know with him being in the position that he's in, and we have all been in that position to where we have a bunch of yes people just around us, and they aren't willing to tell you what you need to hear. And I'm going to always tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. So. All right, for those who didn't know, those who don't know, Randy gave the answer. And that was Bo Jackson. Bo knows. Bo knows everything. <laughs> Bo knows. <laughs> Bo been like Bo voice hasn't changed since Bo been in existence. He's always been talking like that from Auburn all the way to when he played baseball. And but I guess you know I got to tell y'all you know kind of a little bit more hint like that. Like he went to Auburn. <laughs> They give you the answer. But Randy, Randy got that. Randy got it. So, all right, folks, let's wrap it up today. Yeah, you see, you never would have got it. You don't know who Bo, man, Bo was. Bo knows everything. Bo, Bo knows it all. So, all right, folks, we're going to wrap it up today, though. Uh, y'all have a great day. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do this this morning. You know, y'all, I don't know if y'all know this, but this is Kenny Lord's. Uh, kids. He has two sons that be putting it down, man. So I'm going to leave y'all with this today. We already rich.
finally seeing a proof on my system. This umbrella by Trio Beard. So much drip still can't get wet. So many leases, they thinking that money is power. Wonder why we don't connect. Been told that I do this out of love, so I can't get for that. I knew I was poppin' even with my bones in love But I did had a check Now me and my brother by private until it ain't fun I'm going to step on the check I still remember the times when ain't look out One giving me I move in silence on good without him they shook Now I'm already rich 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 Can't tell me nothing I'm already rich 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 Talk about all the shit you can see me in like the double R. You ain't gotta worry about me, y'all up on the CNN with your cover star. I don't really talk about the model women that don't win, but I blow them out. Most city got a mansion in Atlanta, the studio house. I still knew I was popping these bitches from the nose, please. Now I got flow seats. I got the logos on me. I still knew I was popping even when the doors closed on me. I feel my own team. I got the logos on me. Already, 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 already